Welcome to Double Fries No Slaw. It is March 14th. Myself, TJ Pittenger, along with Richie Barnes. It's pie day. Richie, are you eating any pie today? You have any pie coming up? Any for breakfast? I might have some pizza, but not, <laughs> not any pie in, in the traditional term of it. I see your magic shirt. You're going to watch the in-state rivalry. That's not really a rivalry anywhere except for on social yeah. media. Um, Heat versus magic tonight. Uh, should be fun. Should be a good time for you. Um, yeah. Yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see what it looks like with the social distancing and, you know, contactless ticketing and all that good stuff. But going with my uh, good buddy, Roch and uh, his girlfriend and my wife, and, you know, he's a huge heat fan. So I'm a magic guy. So we'll, we'll have fun with it. You know, most of my friends uh, from down South are all heat fans. So they've had our number for the better part of, you know, a decade now, but still enjoy it and always love getting to the Amway for, for some action. Absolutely. The Heat are a little bit of a tear. I think they were like well, well under 500. I think they've won something like nine of their last 10, and they're up to fourth in the East. You guys did not come for our NBA takes. So uh, moving right along, we appreciate Guthrie's and their support. Um, you can visit both of their locations in Tallahassee at 1818 West Tennessee Street and 2550 North Monroe. Get your gut box double fries, no slaw. Speaking of that, there's a place near me. Should I? I'll say it. I don't care. King of the Coop. And they do Nashville-style chicken. Um, I've not been to Nashville, but I've had Nashville-style chicken in a couple of different cities from people who relocated from Nashville. And uh, have you ever had Nashville-style chicken, that, like, spicy, hot chicken? I mean, uh, maybe KFC uh, one day after <laughs> just that looking count. for something. But, yeah, I, not, not, I, I, not authentic I, Nashville yeah. hot chicken. So this is, like, as authentic as it gets, right? Like, Tampa, Nashville chicken. But, like – the KFC thing doesn't count because I got that one time and I was like, oh, man, and it was terrible. I was like, oh, yeah. this is such a disrespectful, you know. So anyway, I just had some of that and my mouth is on fire. So like, I'm going to keep, you know, going back to this water. I was over on the other side the other a few minutes ago. And I was like, just bring me a water. Like, just just hurry up and drop the kids. I don't care. Bring me a water. So anyway, my mouth's on fire right now. Uh, but it was good. If, if, you're, uh, if you're in the Tampa area, go to Guthrie's first. But I, I can't recommend King of the Coop enough. Um, appreciate Guthrie's and their support as I shout out another restaurant right now. Um, but visit both their locations in Tallahassee and tag us in your social media posts with your boxes that have double fries. No slaw. Richie, what'd you do this weekend? I mean, not a lot. Just, uh, you know, Saturdays are pretty much house days when there's no football on. So a lot of work on the house, but had a, you know, all the college tournaments on in the background, uh, the TPC Sawgrass going on. So that kind of led me into Florida state last night, but you know, a lot of work around the house in, in college basketball. It's, it's one of the best times of the year for that. Absolutely. So I uh, thought we were going to get three games this weekend. We only ended up getting two. Yeah. Um, Florida State makes the ACC championship, unfortunately falls to Georgia Tech. Uh, before we go any further, we don't usually do this this early in the show, but the best segment that we do, hopefully we get at least two more of these. Uh, we're at least going to get one I and mean, I'll say that. Well, I guess there's a scenario where we wouldn't do one, but yeah, let's, let's not talk about that. They're probably at least going to get one more, hopefully two. Let's roll into again, the best segment we've ever had on this show. 
uh, Richie Barnes' basketball minutes. Time in two years, Florida State was set to take to the hardwood for the ACC tournament. The Tribe was ready to take on Duke Thursday afternoon in Greensboro, but the Blue Devils had other ideas and decided to duck Florida State, essentially ending their season. Then, Friday night, it was Blue Blood versus New Blood, with the Knolls taking on North Carolina after splitting the season series. It was a sloppy start for both sides, with the good guys on top 5-4 to four after the first four and a half minutes of the contest. From there, State would begin to open things up, going on a 9-0 run, which was ignited by a Malik Ozzy Osbourne crazy train three ball. But Malik the Freak wasn't done just yet as he dropped another one from deep at the buzzer, ending the first 20 minutes with the Fighting Hams up 35-24. to As the second half got going, it looked like it could be Groundhog's Day from the recent collapse in Chapel Hill as the Heels would fight their way back into the game behind a couple Kerr with Luke Walton triples. Just like that, with 10 minutes to play, the Tribe found themselves facing an uphill battle trailing 53-48. to And while it was an Anthony Polite three ball that gave Florida State the lead, it was a seminal secret weapon, the Serbian sensation, Big Balsa Koprovica, who did it all on both ends of the floor, going for 17-11 and on the night as the Knolls ticked down the Tar Heels 69-66, to advancing to the ACC Championship game against, Saturday, against Georgia Tech Saturday night. Unfortunately for the good guys, Georgia Tech brought a turnover backpack. They brought a turnover chain. They brought a turnover everything as Florida State committed 24 total turnovers on the night. And that was the story from start to finish as Ham and Co. fall to the Jackets 80-75, to missing out on a second straight conference title. We now turn our eyes to Indianapolis where Florida State is set to take part in the big dance this weekend, looking to regroup in hopes of making a run at the Final Four. Okay, pretty good. Pretty good. I was worried about it. It's always harder. You had three weeks in a row. You've had to do a basketball minute coming off of a loss, but you're a true professional. You are an absolute professional. You do. I hate giving you credit for anything, but you do a fantastic job on that. Um, and you you did a good job, kind of bringing back the positive that hey, we're going to the tournament. So frustrating to lose last night. Florida State truly gave the game away, led by nine. At one point, you kind of felt like okay. We've settled in up by nine, something like 14 minutes to go. Uh, felt really, really good. From that point, I believe Wake went on something like a 13 to two run or something, ended up taking a lead, um, you know, led by turnovers. As you mentioned in the in the basketball minute, we couldn't stop turning the ball over. And, and it wasn't just, you know, Alvarado was kind of annoying and probably hand checking a little too much, which I, you know, I hate blaming the refs and stuff, but like, even without that, we were just making careless passes, trying to make one-armed passes underneath the basket. It was frustrating to see. It was frustrating to watch. Um, but at the end of the day, we gave it away. They took it. You know, they stepped up and and took what we were offering up on a silver platter. But a million turnovers and a loss is frustrating. Definitely wanted to win the ACC. Probably bumped us from a three-seed down to a, a four-seed. So frustrating, but um, – where do we go from here, Richie? Yeah, you know, it's it is frustrating. You know, I was looking forward to that Duke game. Obviously, that they had a positive test, so we advanced right to playing North Carolina. And uh, you know, like I mentioned, we started off well, and then it, you kind of start thinking, "Oh boy, here we go again." North Carolina, they storm back, they take the lead. At that point, I didn't have a lot of confidence in this team, but based on what we've seen in recent weeks, but showed a lot of resilience and were able to get the win. And, uh, you know, I felt a lot better heading into that Georgia Tech game saying, okay, they, you know, they weathered the storm against Carolina, came back and closed out, did what good teams do. And then Georgia Tech, I mean, anytime you have 24 turnovers and 28 made field goals, that's a recipe for disaster. 
Um, and, and I'm shocked we only lost by five despite that. And, and Georgia Tech, they're a good team. It's not, you know, your traditional Georgia Tech that's kind of bottom of the barrel in the ACC. Uh, they're, you know, experienced, uh, you know, and they, they just play, uh, you know, 100 miles an hour the entire game. And, you know, I, I just don't think we match their intensity. They they kind of wanted to take it to us. I think we're the more talented team um, and probably, you know, uh, the better coach team. But for whatever reason, they just didn't match that intensity. And uh, you would have thought that this was a Wednesday night, um, you know, regular season game and not the ACC championship. It's, you know, an 18 turnovers against Carolina, 24 last night. Not good. And if you do that in the tournament, that's a quick recipe for a first round exit. So we, we definitely need to get that cleaned up. But if they do, you know, we see in their ceiling, you know, their ceiling, I still think this team can make a run at the final four, but their floor for me is a lot lower now. Like I said, it could be a first round exit. Yeah. I mean, I'll never forget the year and you'll remember this. I said, I'll never forget. And then I don't remember exactly what it was, <laughs> but the year we went to the elite eight, didn't we lose in the first round of the ACC tournament? I want to say the Louisville, not the first round, but, but our first game in the, in the ACC tournament. Yeah. And it, it was a really bad loss by like almost 20 points or so. Yeah. And everyone that year was just like, ah, that same thing, you know, like yeah. we're not making a run like this team. And, and that was pretty uncharacteristic for that team. So I'm not saying that we're certainly going back to the elite eight or anything like that, or, or even further, I think the Sweet 16 is the expectation for the team, and that anything past that, you know, is kind of what you would like to see the growth. And you know, Florida State, Florida State tends to play up uh, like a lot of teams do. They are the classic play up to your opponent or play down to your opponent, and so that's why they could uh, they could lose in the first round to a 13 that's hungry and playing for everything, or they could upset a one seed and go to the Elite Eight or Final Four. You know, like they, you know, either of those two things could happen. Um, so, I mean, I trust him. I trust a lot of the guys that are on the team. I think that I think that they'll be less careless with the ball. I think that. You know, supposing they don't see a zone and some pesky little guards like Georgia Tech had, um, I, I think that they will rebound from this, not predicting a first-round exit by any means. You know, I think the Sweet 16 is kind of the pun intended sweet spot for FSU to to set their their eyes on. Go 2-0 this week, right? Then we'll worry about what happens after that, you know. And you think, there. you know, some of the more memorable runs we've had in the tournament were with teams that did not have those high expectations, you know, obviously, last year we were robbed, and we have no idea what would have happened. I think we would have won. It I know. All. I know. I think happened. we would have won it all. But you go back to, you know, when we took out Notre Dame in the round of thirty-two to get to the Sweet Sixteen, and then, you know, almost, you know, I think that was the year we had VCU, where we went to overtime, and we're looking at a chance at the Elite Eight, and it didn't happen. But everyone felt good because the expectation was not there. Then you think the year we had John Isaac, huge expectations, and then we get blown out in the second round by a double seed Xavier. Um, and then, you know, the next year we're like, okay, we're not sure. And then here we are making another run. So it's, it really is wild. The NCAA tournament is always a crapshoot. Um, I, I do like this team, especially if they can, you know, assuming we win the first, uh, first game, which, you know, we should, we're probably looking at, you know, anywhere from like a nine to 13 point favorite for that game. And then, uh, I love this team, uh, on a short turnaround because not many people have the depth we have. So if we can get to that second game, I really like our chances of getting to the Sweet 16. And then it's all about matchups to see uh, you know, if there's any upsets that happen uh, before we get there. And, you know, let's go from there. But, yeah, it, it, a first or second round exit would probably be disappointing based on how good this team looked coming out of that second COVID pause. Yeah, the team, you know, has looked great, great, great when they're great. 
and looked pretty rough at other times. Um, we have something exciting coming up tomorrow night. We have with Tribaholics, we have Noel Madness. Tomorrow evening, Richie and I are going to be on with some of the guys from Noel Game Day, Aria Masudi, and a few other people, Caleb Skinner, the guys from Tribaholics, and uh, the Noel Zone. A couple of guys, Jake and Justin from the Noel Zone as well. That's going to be at 8 p.m. You can find us on Tribaholics uh, on Facebook, Periscope, YouTube, Twitter. Um, search for that. We're going to be talking all things FSU, all things tournament, and I think it'll be a lot of fun. 8 p.m. Eastern. We'll share it from all of our pages, but look for Tribaholics, T-R-I-B-O-H-O-L-I-C-S uh, on Facebook, YouTube, Periscope, Twitter. Excited to join those guys. A uh, little breaking news here. FSU comes in as the four seed in the East region. We recorded some of this show earlier today. So Richie is at the basketball game. So we figured we'd fit this in right here. They play UNC Greensboro on Saturday. Uh, UNC Greensboro is 21 and eight. They won the Southern Conference Championship. Uh, they were scheduled to play Louisville earlier in the year. That game got canceled. Um, so not a common opponent there that we can look at and kind of see how they match up. Florida State opens up as a 10-point favorite in that game. We, as we just said, will break down the game with a lot of people, Richie included, a lot of guys. Uh, I know Austin Vesey will be there from Noel Game Day and a bunch of other guys that are much more qualified to talk about basketball than I am. But at the end of the day, Florida State opens up as a 10-point favorite, and this is a team that Florida State should beat. Um, they need to do a, job, a better job of limiting turnovers, playing a little smarter, defending well, which I think they did defend well last night against Georgia Tech. It was really just kind of the turnovers. This game honestly shouldn't be close. They play on Saturday, and if they're to win, they'll play the winner of Georgetown, Colorado in that matchup, that 5-12 matchup. Um, Colorado, Georgetown, both of those teams should, should probably present a little bit tougher of a challenge than UNC Greensboro, but UNC Greensboro is a team that could upset Florida State if they struggle with some of the turnover issues and things that they have uh, over the last couple of weeks. So um, excited to see that, excited to see the game on Saturday night. Um, Saturday, they actually haven't said what time it was, but at some point on Saturday, um, we will have a show in between now and that second game, uh, which will be on Monday. So we'll talk a little bit more about that second opponent then uh, and hopefully be recapping a first round, an opening round win. Uh, Michigan is the one seed in that East region. Uh, they will likely be FSU's opponent if Florida State is able to win their first two games. It would set up quite the rematch. Um, Florida State, Michigan played each other in a classic in 2018 in the Elite Eight. Uh, Michigan won that game by four to advance to the Final Four. Um, so that'd be kind of a fun rematch. Florida State would go in with Honestly, nothing to lose there going up against a heavily favored one seed. Um, Florida State, as we've talked about, has played up to competition. They've played down to competition. So if they can play up against Michigan, uh, if they're able to make it there, I think that'd be a lot of fun. I think that'd be really interesting to see. Um, but we will see how all of that goes. Tournament starts on Thursday uh, with COVID. Usually starts a little bit earlier than that. But there are four games on Thursday. Appalachian State, Norfolk State in a 16-16 matchup. Texas Southern, Mount St. Mary's in a 16-16 matchup. And then a couple of 11s, UCLA, Michigan State on one side. Drake, Wichita State on the other. And then Friday, things get kicked off. Instead of Thursday, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, now it is 
Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday for the first round. Um, so a little bit of a weird uh, schedule for the champion or for the tournament this year, but I'm excited to see it get going after last year being robbed of being in the tournament. I'm glad that we are going to get some FSU hoops in the tournament. As I just said, I think the Sweet 16 is the expectation. You're going to be favored in both games. Uh, Got to win these two games. Go out and give it your best against Michigan if you make it there. Wouldn't hate it if they got upset before that in that 8-9 matchup, whoever they'll play. But uh, got to make the Sweet 16, and we'll kind of see what happens from there. Alabama's the two seed there in that region. And so oh, excited again to see the Knowles on the court. Hopefully the uh, the loss against Georgia Tech can kind of wake them up and get them headed back in the right direction, which happened, again, like I said, in 2018. Uh, they were able to rebound from a pretty rough loss against Louisville by a lot um, and make a run at it, make a run to the Elite Eight. So it'd be great to do that again. Uh, so we will see how it happens, and we'll break it all down here for you. Okay, so from the hard court to the gridiron, uh, some spring football updates. Richie, we've got some stuff popping around. I almost said bouncing around, but we don't say that anymore. <laughs> we've got some stuff popping off out at uh, out at practice. Spring football is a little over a week underway, um, or almost a week underway. Let's fix that. Almost a week underway. Uh, let's start at the top. Both Milton and Travis have some videos that FSU has put out. Both look pretty quick. As you commented on Milton's release, um, thoughts on the thoughts on that quarterback position right now? Yeah, it's. It's intriguing to me because I, you know, in FSU, they're not going to put out a pass of uh, either of them, you know, throwing a pick six or anything like that. You know, typically when they even show interception videos, it's hard to tell who the quarterback was who threw it. Um, but that's what you get with the the state-run media. But shout out to Florida State, though. They are allowing actual media to observe from uh, Dick Hauser uh, for a few of these practices. So we'll actually get some more input, which I'm excited about. But with the quarterback battle, you know, most people think it's McKenzie Milton's to lose. I, I'm thinking not so fast. I, I think he's probably got the edge. But Jordan Travis, I, I would love to see him after a full spring with Norvell and Dillingham. And we'll have all summer to throw with the receivers to where I think fall camp, we, we will have an actual QB battle. So I, I'm looking forward to that. You know, Milton, yeah, that release is ridiculously fast. Uh, I know he doesn't have the biggest arm, but it's, you know, from what we saw at UCF, he can identify his target and, and get the ball there in a hurry. So it, we'll see uh, again that uh, this is brand new to him that coming back after you know two years without playing. So he's he's got a lot of catching up to himself, but it looks like he's he's got you know a, a good foundation to work with. And I think Florida State, you know, whether it's Travis or Milton, I I feel pretty good with either one of those if you know that's who we choose to start. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um Travis commented about how everyone is buying in, the culture's changing, different things like that. Uh, what are your thoughts there? Are you buying that this early? I mean, we're, we're five days in. Uh, what are your what are your thoughts there? Oh man, I I I want to, but it's hard to, right? You know, uh, everyone was talking about you know last summer before the pandemic, how you know through winter workouts the team was uh, you know everyone's buying in. You know, then we had the the Marvin Wilson thing happened, and they came out afterwards like a day later said, all right, yeah, we're all on the same page buying in. Then the Warren Thompson thing happens, and it's so it's it's one thing for them to say it and. It, you know, of course, they're not going to say it like, yeah, the culture's still a little rocky, but um, I, I'm definitely taking a wait and see. And, and I won't make a assumption on that probably until after we play Notre Dame at the earliest, because, again, it's everyone wants to be positive in the spring. And I love that. Be positive, but definitely take a wait and see approach, because 
it only takes one small incident to you know shake a locker room. So and we get several months until uh, fall camp. So I'm I'm happy he feels that way and, and hope it's genuine. I'm, it sounded genuine when he said it, but at the same time, I I'm definitely waiting and seeing because it, it's not something you fix that quickly that easily, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I will say that you know you can you can have some optimism with it, but but like Richie says, maybe take it with somewhat of a grain of salt. I mean, what I will say is that we trust and hope that Norvell is slowly changing the culture. Not that everything's going to be perfect right now, but we trust that there are some guys that are no longer with the program. Sometimes people leave and it's what's best for the situation for all parties involved. And, you know, teams can grow from that. So we trust that some of that has happened, that some of the new guys that are brought in are hungry and wanting to, make a difference and not feel like they're owed anything. And so there's probably some, some truth to some of that. Um, There's optimism and there's excitement uh, every year around spring football, not just from the fan base, but from the team, the program, the coaches, the organization. And so there's definitely probably optimism and there's probably some improvements in culture to say everything is just fixed or perfect or anything like that. Probably not a hundred percent, but culture's changing. Guys are buying in. What I will say is, I know I know some guys that are buying in, and those are high school kids, right? So I know that the, I know that they like what Norvell's selling. I know that these transfers that he brought in are buying what he's selling, and so it's not too wild to me to think that. Maybe some of those younger guys on the on the roster from last year that are now in the system for another year, maybe they're buying in too. You know, maybe they believe what Norvell's selling as well. Because um, I know where I know who does believe it. And that's the transfers and the recruits. Because what Norvell has been able to do there has been pretty obvious. You know, he's he's doing a great job there. Obviously, we've talked about how we've got to keep winning um, yeah. for all that to stick. But uh, you know, it wouldn't shock me that things are getting better. Speaking of transfers, Jermaine Johnson, which we had Mike Farrell on last week, and a bunch of people got upset at some of his comments. Um, but that's all right. You keep tweeting at him, and we'll get him back on soon. Sounds like Jermaine Johnson, somebody that Mike told us would would be good, uh, is showing out already. Uh, what, what are your what are your thoughts there? Yeah, just to, you know, I I try and read the practice reports of the you know media that is able to attend the practices, and they're not allowed to shoot videos, so we're going on their opinion. But if you follow. The, the uh, beat long enough, you kind of know who's shoots it straight and who's, you know, all clickbait and hype. So what I took away is that Jermaine Johnson's having a great start. You know, it's it, the question obviously uh, to that is uh, what's the offensive line looking like if he's just out there dominating right now, but he's a guy who had uh, what, five sacks at Georgia last year. Uh, the only reason he left is because he wants more playing time. And I think it's pretty clear based on the early reports, what we're seeing right now, this is a guy, he, he's ready to get that bag, right? He's He knows this is his year for to show what he can do. He knows he's going to play as many snaps as he wants for the most part. If he can stay healthy and produce, he's got a really good chance to to really help this defense. Because I think we have a lot of talent in the secondary, but if you can't get to the quarterback, it doesn't matter. And we haven't been able to get to the quarterback since Brian Burns left. <laughs> yeah, so uh, first practice in shells happened this week. They are in full pads. Um this week upcoming, or so I guess last week is when the shells happened and then uh, full pads this week upcoming. We're still in wait and see mode, right? Like you, yeah. you, you talked to, we talked before. We don't want to overreact based on one week of, uh, of very little 
hitting or anything else is going on, but there's optimism. You know, we know the schedule is going to be tough. We know the season is going to be tough. Can we see growth from last year? If so, that's what we're looking at. Florida State fans have to back off of our typical expectations of what Florida State football should be, at least for this year. You know, Florida State football should be what we should be um, in the future, but it ain't happening this year. So it's can we grow? Can we develop? Can we continue to hold on to our recruits so that we can continue to build back? Uh, and then next year we'll 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 get the offseason lies going uh, a lot more. Uh, spring game, April tenth. Have we decided? Are we? I'm going. You going? Do you have, any, do you have a wedding that weekend? Like what's going I, on? I do. So I I, oh, I will not be able to go because one of my good friends. I'm uh, I'm actually in the wedding, so it's it's tough getting out of that. But I'm really happy for the for the two people. So. I will, I will miss the spring game, but hopefully they have a stream that I can watch it. But yeah, I, I would love to be in Doak. So if he had got married any other weekend, I'd be up there. Well, I will go and enjoy it for you. Uh, open to the public. Hey, we talk about this often. Uh, support the boosters. Um, you can go to boosters.fsu.edu, contribute to their One Tribe Foundation. I think it's about time we got President Alford back on. I know they've had some different things going on recently. And uh, so we appreciate them and appreciate all that they do. And again, let's get this thing back on the right track for less than right around the cost of a cup of coffee. It's not at Starbucks though. Not like it's more than that. Like my wife likes the Irish cream cold brews. And so I grabbed one of those the other day and I got myself a macchiato and they're like nine 43. And I was like, what? So anyway, I got my daughter a cake pop and we're looking at like 12 bucks. So Support the boosters less than $5 or right at $5 a month to support the program. Um, you're spending more than that on a lot of other dumb stuff. So don't even do the five like up until like 10 or 15. All right. While we're on football, we talked about basketball as well. If you could pick, would you thank you for remembering this because I forgot this earlier, uh, but thank you for remembering to include this on the outline. Um, if you could pick, would you rather Florida State make a Final Four this year in basketball or a New Year's Six in football? Uh, you can go first. Go ahead with yeah. your – we so, haven't argued in a little while, so it's time. So, so I'm in the minority here, and I know this because I put a poll out earlier in the week, and I, and I had an idea this is how it would turn out. Um, I think 66% said uh, New Year's New Year's Six game, and I think about 200 people voted, so a decent sample size. And the other 34% said uh, Final Four. For me, it's the Final Four, and it's not close. Um, because we're talking New Year's Six or Final Four. Now, if you said college football playoff, at that point, I, it might be a harder decision for me, but New Year's Six games outside of you know uh, the playoffs don't matter. We saw that with you know Florida in their game, and it Nobody plays in the game because it's there's no point to it. So it, yeah, it'd be great to say you you know feel good and, and all that rah rah stuff. But man, I've been following this basketball team it, for so long years, watching the NIT selection show, knowing that we're not going to be in the NCAA selection show, seeing Hamilton get this thing so close last year. I just want so bad for Leonard Hamilton to have a chance to get to a Final Four and compete. They were two possessions away a couple of years ago against Michigan from getting to the final four. And they would have got to play Loyola Chicago and probably would have played it for a national title. Granted that Villanova team was really good. So I don't know if anyone was beating them, but you know, I, I, I consider myself pretty much just as big a Florida state basketball fan as a football fan. Um, so all things equal this year, give me the final four and I don't have to think twice about it. 
Tell me why I'm wrong, TJ. Yeah, I, I, I mean, you're absolutely wrong, which I'm okay with that. Like, you're, you're allowed to be wrong. Um, so, my biggest thing is that Florida State, for all intents and purposes, unless a major upset happens, is going to make a Sweet 16. So, Florida State is going to be a top 16 team in the country. If they can win one more past that, they're a top 10 team in the country when it's all said and done. And maybe they're probably like, even if they just make the sweet 16, they're probably like a top 11 or 12 team in the country. Like somebody, there's probably some upsets or something. Like you could say FSU is a definitive right around a top 10 team in hoops uh, for the year. Florida state football. I'm going to sound like a major pessimist. It's going to be lucky to go six and six this year. Like he's not lucky, but FSU it is FSU football is going to fight to make a bowl this year. Like it's going to be difficult. It's going to be tough. Yeah, you're probably looking at five and a half for a win total. So, Florida State basketball is a top 10, 12, 15 team, no matter what. Even if they upset a, a one seed or make a Final Four, you know, like I, of course we'll say they're the top four team in the country, but. <laughs> If Florida State football makes a New Year's Six Bowl, that means we either beat Florida or Clemson or Notre Dame. We definitely beat Miami. We upset North Carolina to do that. We were a good team. And so the drop-off for me is not the same. Like Florida State in basketball is going to make a Sweet 16. They're going to be a top. So then you're basically saying that both basketball and football are top 15, 16 teams. And I would take that over what will probably happen. Basketball going to a Final Four and Florida State, you know, either barely making or barely missing out on a bowl in football. So my in any given year, like if if it wasn't this year and I knew that Florida State football was just gonna be a nine, ten win team like normal, I'd probably take the final four over, you know the new year six. Cause I don't I you're you're spot on with like the fact that the New Year Six doesn't matter. Like bowl games outside of the playoff don't matter. So if it was kind of a normal FSU year, and we're looking at like, oh, would you rather you, uh, you know, FSU win nine games or ten games and go to New Year Six? Well, I just take the nine games in the Final Four because the drop off is so stark for FSU football this year. I want like five more wins than we're going to get. So, so you're looking at it. You're looking at it as of just we would be vastly exceeding expectations with football. Obviously, if we got to a New Year Six game. The final four wouldn't really be exceeding expectations at this point. You could argue it is, um, but I don't think anybody would be surprised if we did get to a final four. And I guess my final thought on it is, you know, a new year six game is awesome. It's probably great for recruiting, but a final four gives you a chance to hang a banner and banners hang forever. You're not going to, you know, hang a, hang a banner for beating, uh, you know, UCF in the Chick-fil-A bowl. Yeah, no. Well, we do in the practice facility. I will say that um, <laughs> yeah, but they're all lined up. But no, I, I see what you're saying. Like, and like I said, in a normal year, I would take mm-hmm. the final four over just a New Year's Six bowl. It would have been a good question to ask when we were going, when both teams were doing that. Uh, not often, but like when when football was hot and going to New Year's Six every year, BCS yeah. every year. Then you kind of ask like, oh, and I'd say the final four without a doubt. Like yeah. at that point, you know, if, if I'm not in the playoff. Um, put me in the final four without a doubt. So good question though. Like I, I like that a lot. Yeah, I think that's a good one. Uh, I would say we'd run the poll on Twitter, but the people already agreed with me. So if they didn't know <laughs> that, I will say if they didn't know that was my take, you don't want the poll. Like if you just said like, oh, vote for T, you know, had my name in parentheses, TJ said this, you don't want. So maybe that's how Probably. you should rerun. <laughs> you should rerun it that way. <laughs> um, 
All right, we don't have that much more. Let's run through a quick uh, around the horn for FSU Sports, and then we will get out of here. Beach Volleyball stays hot. They went 3-0 and yesterday, wins against number 10 TCU, number 11 Grand Canyon, and number 1 LSU. Big, co- I don't know. Did we? How are we not number one? We've been number one twice. But anyway, beat number one LSU. Big comeback in that match. Um, softball had a 2-1 series victory against number two Arizona. Won the first game, lost the second, and then won last night two to nothing. Shut out to take the series against number two. Florida State was 16, uh, number 16 in that series. I imagine that little number next to their name will be a little better this week. And then baseball won their series uh, two to one against Virginia Tech. So congrats to them. Richie, shout out our social medias and let's get out of here. Yeah, it's at Double Frass Pod on pretty much everything. That's pretty much it, TJ. That was easy enough. Twitter, <laughs> Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Double Fries Pod. Go check us out. Richie, do you have any shout outs or anything before we get out of here? Um, I don't think this week. I, I'm all set. All right. I'm going to hit the same shout out I've been hitting every week. Bourbon on a budget. I'm having a good time with that pod with Nose 247, Brendan Snowden, and a good buddy of mine named Ben. And then also, um, Stay tuned. We may have an exciting double fries update for you guys um, within the next couple of weeks. So just hold your horses there and stay tuned. Got some partnerships and some things that may be coming through very soon. So uh, Richie, I believe I had it last week. It's your turn. All right. I'll let you know when we get off here. All right. Keep the people in suspense for at least 15 seconds. So, all right, guys, we appreciate you tuning in. Appreciate you hanging out. Uh, Go Knowles. Let's go two and oh this week. And uh, we will see you guys, I think, next Sunday. If not next Sunday, we'll see you guys eventually. So probably next Sunday. Be out.
town now Can't stop it with the wheels in my hand It's a stand on the floor of the board or this car I don't know.